Hi, I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In The Moment, a podcast on acting, art, and life. In this series, I'm talking to AMAW alumni, students, and clients about the challenges of acting and the joys of creating in the 21st century. For more information, go to anthonymindel.com, or you can also find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. I hope you enjoy. In this special Aussie Roundtable episode, Tony interviews Christian Antidormi, Todd Lassance, John Harlan Kim, and Jordan Rodriguez, four Aussie actors who all made the move from working in Australia to try their luck in Hollywood. They share their experiences with making the move, the challenges both emotionally and financially, and their successes. Whether you're from Orange County or across the world, this episode will help you prepare for what's ahead. Welcome to In The Moment Podcast. I don't know, I'm sounding like, hey! Um, I'm Anthony and I have a very special group podcast today. We've done a few of those. But this is special because this is the Aussie group. Woo! Yes, the Aussie men podcast. Bloody ass. Yes. I'm going to do an Aussie female podcast too. I think it's going to be cool because I think AMAW Aussie seems to be the thing. We're really excited. Half of your students are Aussie. I know it's kind of you're <laughs> yeah. taking over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Including your basketball league, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so let me just introduce my guests. I'm gonna say it left to right, although the viewers are gonna be like, we don't understand that. But anyway, starting with Christian Antidormi, he's been among other things, I mean they can tell you their their credits, but Spartacus. You are a gladiator, Christian. Home and away. <laughs> I mean, I love it. Home and Away is like, Jen did not know what Home and Away was. This is Jen, our engineer. Hi. But that's a very famous Aussie soap opera. Yeah, so we, we'll talk about that. That's where a lot of you get your start, a lot of actors, yeah. right? Like Margot Robbie. And mm-hmm. I was a Neighbors boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah John yeah. was Neighbors. Yeah. Well, they're, they're the same. It's yes, kind it's of like, kind of Home and Away Neighbors. Uh, you should be doing the intro, because you're telling the credits. Oh, yes, yeah. thank you. Todd Lassance so, is yeah. next. Thank you. He also is a Spartacus. Is that where you guys became friends? Yeah. A Spartacus yeah. graduate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, I didn't know this. Okay, Mr. Vampire Diaries. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> sexy there. <laughs> and home and away. <laughs> then next to Todd is John Harlan Kim, the competitor with neighbors, right? Aren't they dueling soap operas? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And NCIS, you just have something on NCIS I'm, coming out, right? I'm recurring currently on, on Los Angeles. Which one? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not NCIS Sydney. No, no, no. Melbourne. I pitched it, but okay, they, yeah, they, they, they didn't take to it, yeah. And also the librarians. And not not last or least is Jordan Rodriguez. We love Jordan, yes. That's where we'll we'll hit the applause button. Do we have enough time for his credits? Oh, I know. Like, there's so many of them. A book. But also a home, Homer and Awayer. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And The Fosters. And now you're also doing... A show now. You just you're starting next week. Yeah, uh, season two of Light as a Feather. Oh right, only on Hulu. It's only on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it all? Does it all come out all at once? Is that how Hulu works? You can uh, stream all episodes. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, there are some uh, shows that go week uh, every week. You can see the next episode, uh, but yeah, Light as a Feather is all at once, so you could binge it in a day. Okay. Yeah. Very so. Easy. As you guys can probably tell by their funny accents, they're all from Australia. <laughs> so, I don't know, I just thought it would be cool because I really respect and admire you guys and all, uh, some of the Aussie guys who couldn't be here today, but you're all doing so amazing. And um, 
just you know talking about what it's like to pick up and move to a new crazy country and starting not from scratch but kind of starting from scratch and your divergent journeys to get here so and talk about acting and what it's like you know have you ever thought about going back and so I don't know who wants to start well like how long have you guys all been here I mean it's all different yeah I first yeah. came here about five six years ago oh, well, with Christian long. okay yeah. We, yeah. Uh, we were on the same flight weren't we are you yeah, serious? Pretty yeah. much, yeah. And Tony, Tony, Tony and I had initially come for the premiere of our show and then we thought we'd stay for a little bit. Mm. And Jay and I did... That's right. We came to kind of dip our feet in the water and yeah, see what slash a Vegas trip at 21. Yeah. Oh, God, of yeah. course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Off the record. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. What happens in Vegas? Did yes, it really happen there. then? Okay. <laughs> um, but well, no, wait, were you guys even legal? How old were you? 21, yeah. Jesus, okay. But um, yeah, we lived together and we, we just want, we, we heard so much about this pilot season that happens in LA and we had no idea what to expect. Right. We heard it was just craziness and, um, you know, obviously our hopes were high to, you know, book something and, you know, move over here and uh, live here. But yeah, it was, it was actually a lot crazier than I thought, you know, I think we had an audition every day well, and okay. um, that, yeah, we just jumped straight into the deep end on that one and um, yeah. I don't know. It was it was it was it was a nice transition because we had a lot of friends to come over with. It mm. wasn't like I'm just going to go by myself and see what happens, not know anybody, or um, you know, have no idea about the the landscape or anything. But we had each other there to support, go over auditions, uh-huh. read, um, you know, try new restaurants, all this stuff, and it, it made the made the move over very easy. Yeah. I think you need that though. Mm. I mean, I, you always talk about LA being this kind of almost a black hole in the sense of for, for psychologically speaking. <laughs> I don't know if I said that. Not a black hole, but uh, <laughs> Todd, your, you TA, your TA title is being revoked. <laughs> <laughs> Todd was my teacher's assistant, just kidding. But, and that was, he's not opening a beer, he's not opening a PBJ <laughs> or PBR, you can tell I don't drink Pat's fluid. <laughs> peanut butter and jelly it's more ice cream no, it could be really, really testing here and I yeah. think having because you do I, we were talking about the, I was talking with Christian this last week all the time but having to kind of leave all your family leave your friends leave your country leave a place where you have such a tight knit community mm. and coming here not even be able, allowed to work um, based on the restrictions right. of your visas <laughs> and you get thrown into this city no matter how much work you've done home or how prepped you feel you are kind of starting at the bottom here um, and it's really cutthroat. The audition process is very different as well. Mm-hmm. Um, in a much bigger pond. That's right. Well, yeah. they don't know you like in Australia or in Sydney because you guys have all worked. You were all working there. Probably it's, you know, it's smaller. All the casting directors know you or are yeah. familiar with you in, in some way. You can take 20 minutes. You can have a catch up with them. Yeah, you have know, a coffee. You know, see how their <laughs> lives are when yeah. they're doing a weekend and eventually get into the audition. All right, and wow. have a bit of a catch up later and mm. then leave yeah they're invested differently yeah and maybe that's because of the time I don't yeah. know but yeah they you all, we also go off book so we go in there fully prepped so that's right massive yeah give yes. you different options and you get to kind of workshop it more get an idea of what you're going to bring to the table as opposed to just kind of like a in and out scenario yeah mm-hmm. so getting used to that as well I, I didn't know that not being off book was an option yeah. um, when okay. I first got here. Yeah. And, Same. and I remember showing up to my first audition here and um, 
just sort of being taken aback by how many people were going in with sides. And, and it was one of those ones where you could kind of see through the reflection what they were doing in the room. It was really, it would psych you That's out. Weird. Okay. Yeah, and so you could see sort of uh, sort of the half of what they were doing and all of them were sort of going back to the page between line deliveries. And for us, uh, I think maybe because we're traveling halfway around the world, the last thing we want to do is show up unprepared for Quote, something. Course, not prepared. Yeah, yeah, but then I realized there is a difference between being unprepared and being uh, free with yeah. it. And so uh, I've sort of loosened up a little bit on the restrictions of that and I find that my work sort of falls into a nice balance between the two now. But for me coming and seeing just a lot of the American actors who were, you know, sort of confident going in despite not knowing every word on the page and yeah. for us it was kind of yeah there was no other option coming over that was mm-hmm. sort of that was the start of the work and then the rest happened after that and um, yeah I didn't have the kind of credits that these boys my present company did coming over but it was definitely coming to LA was this it's funny coming up through classes there's always some talented bloke or lady that's in front of you that's already going to LA and, and um, for us it's almost like it's like a meet me on the other side kind of moment. Like, you know, yeah, you kind of see everybody operates with the understanding that mostly all, if not all actors in, in Australia eventually intend to end up in Los Angeles. Yeah, why, so. I mean, I get it, but like there is work there. Like you guys were on soaps and you guys were on, and Australia has its own sort of indigenous, you know, industry. Right. But mm-hmm. I guess it's not really outside of being on a series you probably, it's not like a, you can't sustain yourself. It's a commercial here and there, like a regional spot or something, mm. right? Like, It's yeah. not a sustainable life. Right. I mean, I've, I've been very lucky too. I'm very lucky. I'm so fortunate in the sense that I've tried to pioneer sort of a career, a career there and, and go back and forward and do jobs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But even then, even then the existence is still not comfortable per se um, and right. as I said I've been, I've been lucky whereas if you get a job here and you're on a major series um, financially and, and as far as the lifestyle is concerned it's very different like the money that we get in Australia is, is a quarter maybe a third of, of what you earn here as well it's so, so in- so, were you going to say something Christian? Oh, I was going to say that I think there could be something to be said about in our 20s and 30s about just like pushing the boundaries of what you're capable of just finding where it is right. I think 20s is a real high risk decade where you can afford to just see how far you could potentially yeah. take it adventure and if you yeah. fall flat on your face you're still young at yeah, the end of the day true. like mm. so far as we put aside our expectations which I think is the only thing that gets everyone caught up is the expectations that we impose on ourselves mm. you know what I mean like we come over here we have the confidence ability and you know the friendships and the family and right. the connections to people like yourself to be able to grow and learn everything's there but the only thing I think that tricks us up is you put a two year time frame on it or you put a three year time frame or a six month time frame or this pilot season or next week this audition mm. that also comes and then with, you know, like having a visa yeah yeah true. you either come over on a tourist visa that's it which is three months or you get a you know a, a business visa yeah. which is six months or you get a, a one visa, which is three years. Yeah. So you have to invest money into that. And so I think that's why it gives us totally. the expectation of like, you know, we have to get it done by a certain time. Yeah. Whereas some people come here, like born in this country and they have all the time in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could be onto something there as far as like the work, the discipline as well. Cause I think a lot of people talk about the, the Australian discipline mm-hmm. in the work as well, given the audition process as well. But I think 
leaving everything behind right. and making in such visa. a massive financial... Inv- I mean, just to get on the ground here with yeah. a visa, right. it's 10 grand. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Before you even walk into a door. Yeah. Mm. Then you've got to pay for rent, support yourself, food, um, and find a network here. Yeah. So right. when, you, when, when you do go into auditions, maybe that discipline's a little higher there. I don't know. That's that, I've never thought about joining. No, but also, like on the O1, we can only work in performing arts. Yeah, we right, get a right. day job. That's right. Work at a cafe or yeah. a bar, you know. I always liken it to like you build your treasure chest and you take it to the yes. foreign land and you feed your dream. Yes, and if right. your treasure yeah. chest yeah. runs out, you go back home, yeah. refill it, do it again. Yeah. You come back, you just do it again. Yeah. And there's something you know psychologically. If you're not working nine to five on a time off, like if you're in between seasons or something, like so you need to curate your own structure daily because. You know, most of us have a, most people have a nine to five, and that's yeah. like, you know that keeps their mind active, it keeps them flowing. Yeah, yeah. Without that, just oh, been, no, just so much downtime, just so much downtime. Yeah. You know, you go crazy a little bit. But you know, it's interesting hearing you guys talk because you have well, obviously at the school you have community, and but but you guys came over with you all have reps, and I think it's interesting. I've worked with actors who, uh, you know. Listen, I think people need to do whatever they need to do, but I can't imagine just being an actor from Australia or London or wherever and be like, okay, I'm coming to America, but don't really have sort of the support that it's very difficult, you know what I mean, without mm-hmm. some sort of connection to the industry or some sort of network that you built previously. Yeah. And you guys kind of all have that because you all had reps in Australia that probably had relationships here. Yeah, and I know, yeah, you know what I mean? I know your guys' reps. So like, but I, I, I mean, like, speak to that. Would you guys. You still had a dream? Would you have come? Had you, let's say, you weren't working in Australia, but you know you wanted to act? Um, well, I mean, a lot of the, this stuff with the visas and jobs is logistically, but I feel like coming over, wanting to act, uh, if you want to do something, you want to do the best quality of that particular something. And for here, I always felt that American projects were more in depth, the characters were more fun to play, they're, right. they're, they're, and it feels like the best minds as far as production come to Los Angeles. So there is a bit of a like a minor major league uh-huh. sort of feeling yeah. when yeah. you come from Australia to here. And I think uh, my best example usually is um, Vince Colosimo, who back home is um, very, very much an established Australian actor, works mm-hmm. in the industry, and you know he'll have a good part in like a lot, some of the US projects that come and film in Australia. But for the most part between acting jobs um, it was a much publicised story a couple of years ago where he has to lay bricks between projects um, uh-huh. on the work site uh-huh. so yeah. it was just one of those things where um, yeah I, I find that not just logistically but also yeah just in terms of coming to Los Angeles the projects just are high quality and uh, much more I guess as an actor more attracting to because you want to play these like super deep complex characters but then obviously yeah the, the financial sort of um logistical side is always weighing down on our minds because yeah. it's not like hey I've got 10 years to make it it's like once this visa's is out and I haven't worked a part time job in 3 years I'm now going to be in debt most likely right. and on top of that I haven't got any credits in the last 3 years so I haven't moved forward at all so there is we're constantly under pressure to, to perform our best so but so is the visa so the visa the O one visa the RS visa does that last for 3 years? Three years. it can and you know when Max. they give it to you they can say how long in that three years? Yeah. I didn't know that. I just thought it was three years. But oh, I had a friend get the visa and she got one year. Well, I've got a good okay. example. Um, our friend Link got a show here. Right. They gave him the visa till two weeks after they finished shooting and were mm. going to send him home before it aired, before publicity, Press, before yeah. anything. Whoa. So they were literally like, 
Yeah, we'll give you, you a job. new show, or was this yeah. before he got this, this show? This is new show. Whoa. We'll give you the job, but we'll give you a visa, and you can have a two-week buffer at the end, and then you've got to go home. Oh my God. But they extended it, but okay. they had to put in the request, get right. the government. Now with Trump, everything's so much harder to get approved. Yeah, yeah. They restrict the time frames. Well, so, if, so I guess my question was then is if you're working on a legitimate <coughs> show, does it, and your three-year visa expires, is it not automatically renewed or does it, the company or... It's a reasonably work? simple process if the powers that be are able to facilitate it. Yeah, it, it. it can be yeah. done pretty quickly. But either way, after three years, let's say, you have to either renew or yeah. somebody renews it for you. And drop you another little $5,000 too. Just uh-huh. pop that in there and then... Even if you've been working. <laughs> yeah. 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 Whoa. Yeah. You can get an extension if you've got something lined up. Okay. Yeah. That's that, true. That still costs money. That yeah. still costs a couple of grand. Yeah. Well, I have a... Because I have a female student who... Um, she was on a show on an NBC sh- C show last year. And then she hasn't really been working, you know, just, just not that she's not talented. She's just policy season hasn't been great for her. And, and she was telling me she's in class right now, but she's like, I have to go back. Like she's having to go back unless she books something. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's interesting. Like I just assume once you've booked a job, you're, you're set. Even if the job sort of like lapses. Not always, I guess it depends on money situation yeah. too and what your contract was. Are you guest or are you recurring, you lead, you know, because the money's significantly different between series reg and, and guest roles. Yeah. Right? Um, and then after expenses and living and visas and acting class. Yeah. Well, that's uh, because you guys are dedicated. I mean, that you, you, it, it's, it is about the work, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting too that Aussies do you think Aussies get a free pass a little bit that maybe the accent like that it's kind of like British actors like the perception is is you guys are so much more talented than the Americans oh yeah I'm treated so much nicer just because you are yeah, Australia yeah, people well, are so nice to your us. accent John yeah we've never I've ne- I'm yet to in five or six years here and I'm talking across I think I've been to 15 states out of the 50, not one person's ever met me and gone, oh, I hate Australians. Right. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting. I can't wait to meet that person and hug them and be like, thank you for, you know, being one of yeah, a different person. But uh, it was just, I've, I've never, and that was probably the biggest thing. I just went in um, to NBC for a pilot and before I stood foot in the room, uh, I heard the whisper of like, he's Australian. So I and and that's a big thing for us whether or not we walk in Australian or American. Okay, yeah. yeah, and so uh, that was an interesting. So I, that immediately blew my cover. And um, what do you guys do? Do you go in? I go American? in. I go, I go in American. Oh, really? I go yeah. in Australian. Like, I just yeah. come, I don't know how to pretend to not be me <laughs> when the cameras are not rolling. I just want to be me and then figure out a way to kind of just get the accent switch. Christian goes in like these little Italian heavies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Hey, what, what are you doing? Give me a job. I'm gonna think of you right now. I want a hot dog. You go in, John. That's it. Um, I sort of just go in like my quiet self, and yeah. I, I try not to speak too much. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, how, how you doing? How you doing? I just do the Italian. Yeah. Thing. No, but like, I just try not to speak that much. I try and go in and start the scene as soon as possible and then after I will you know if right. they ask questions then I'll be myself you know right. but it's very hard for me to transition uh, from Australian to American it's just kind of hard so if I'm speaking Australian at the beginning 
you gotta give me a minute. <laughs> True. Yeah. Give me a minute. Yeah. Well, did they ask you to do it in an Aussie accent, or they yeah. usually it's still straight standard American? Really? Oh, well, the majority of the time it's American. Interesting. Our briefs are most always American accents. It feels so weird because nowadays you watch a show and people are from wherever and the accents are from wherever. Like that used to be yeah. the exception. The rule. You guys know Simon Baker, right? Like yeah, he's yeah, on yeah. that. <laughs> show uh, like a mental mentalist right but he always had a Aussie accent yeah what so that was I, think, I think he was trying to on be on the show he did no, I think he was serious? trying to <laughs> <laughs> wasn't he trying to be American I don't know I, yeah, think yeah. He was I always thought yeah. he had an accent well, and I, they just let it pass like I was just like he's the ex- I could I have to go back and look but I was like oh he's the one Aussie that they're allowing to like have an Aussie accent that's a weird He's like a yeah. hybrid. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. He has yeah. a complex yeah. backstory. A bit of a okay. in there. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. There have been times where, you know, you come in prepared for American accent and they'll just be like, can you just do Australian? I hate that. And you're like, really? Uh, hate, yeah. Why do you guys hate that? Because it, it changes the flow. Like, yeah. Especially yeah. in comedy. Like, Well, that's true. Yeah. Every, okay. Everything yes. kind of like the it's way you yeah. hit it in a line. Yeah. yeah the rhythm of it has changed. It's true. But it's like in class, sometimes I make you guys do it in your native you know what's close to you because it's closer to you emotionally than having to think about oh yeah, now I'm having to think about my accent yeah. mm. you and you can I mean? tell you can notice in the readjusted class oh, totally. like if, you, oh, yeah. if, if we're using a standard American you make us go into Australian there's this extra level of exposure that just comes out you're you, just you just feel happens. more yeah. naked and open because it's really it's, you're right it's more you yeah. it sits closer to it's home yeah. 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 That, but that, they'll nab you if you nab that's Australian um, they'll they'll call your team if they hear the accent th- come through though in an audition you well, get slaughtered for that I have an Aussie actor who when I coach this person they are so obsessed with doing their American accent that there's just no comfortability in being released it's very much yeah. in their head about yeah. doing an American accent it's funny too because a great story that I heard from a friend of mine is they, they had a friend of theirs, a female, who went in. And the casting director had um, wrongfully got it in their head that they were from Australia. Okay. She went in, did the casting, went out. They called their team and said, she did great, but we could hear the accent come through. And she was American. Oh, uh, So wow. because it was yes. in their head, implanted, right. uh-huh. it's that thing. You've got to be uh, like, do you okay. make a choice so Whoa. that they listen for it yeah. and incorrectly yeah. hear it? Uh-huh. Yeah. But then I do what Jordan does and I drop it at the end. Right. Because then how many, how, many, how many times, bro, have we had that feedback where it's like, oh, you're Australian? You're oh, I don't even know that. Afterwards. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then they're not smart. listening yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's right. why I go in. Yeah, yeah. So that's smart. Uh, yeah. yeah, you don't want to give them another reason, even if it's like negligible and nobody really can tell. That's it. You do not want to give any executive one opportunity to be like, mm. exactly. yeah. you know what I mean? Because yeah. they'll jump on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, they listen for it. So I go in Australian... Um, Purely just because I know, for whatever reason, I'm a talker, so I'll end up talking before the audition. And uh, what I'll actually do is go in and ham up the Australian accent, like 20%. Uh, So it feels like the difference. Yeah, I'm creating more distance between my Australian and my American. Oh my uh, gosh. So you're walking in. I I never say g'day in my week-to-week, day-to-day life. That's hilarious. With with an audition, if you walk in, you're like, g'day, guys. And they're all like, oh, okay. Like, it's almost another language. you're getting, John. (laughs) So then the dramatic switch as soon as you do an American accent seems so dramatic. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's yeah. good actually. You, you throw the bait a little further away. Yeah. <laughs> just told away your secret. Uh, it made me think about something that. Oh, oh, oh! It just like left again. It was a. Um, it, oh well, I was thinking like you know a fun fact. I think this is true though. I think the less that people know about you anyway, overall, is better. Mm. I think that's just that's just for the listeners too. Like you don't have to give everything away, and when people don't know, like. Okay, obviously I'm not advocating people lie, but when they don't know you and they don't know where you're from, they don't know your history, anything about you, they're more, and you don't give anything up, they're more likely to imprint their own, this is like a psychology truth, to imprint their own sort of imagery and storytelling on you, which makes you more exciting or sexy or interesting. Mm. Just, just something to think about. Um, well, so tell me, tell the listeners, like, what... So what, what has been like a big high for you here in America and, and a low in the career? Christian, what about for you? A high since, since we've been like, here? Yeah, just like, like a <clears throat> career high or a personal high, like something that, you know, validates, you know, it's important that we work toward experiencing the things that we've been dreaming about in some form. You know what I mean? I like say, you guys make sacrifices to come here. For sure. Anything that... I would say as a landmark, would, one of them would be uh, booking the latest pilot. Was it last year? I think. Um, and then that pilot for USA. Yeah, but I mean that's out of your control. You know, yeah, I mean yeah. just getting to work on that. Yeah. And go through the process, which you know I've been fortunate enough to be in that position so many times over the last few years, and to have one actually hit was really beautiful. And to be able to work on that with some extraordinary people, um, that was an incredible experience. Um, to be a part of that, particularly filming in LA. Yeah. Just to kind of, you know, go through Universal and places like that. And yeah, it was a really beautiful experience. Lowe's, I mean, Lowe's would be archetypical to all of us who are coming over here. You know what I mean? It's it's more of a meta thing. It's, it's, um, and I was thinking about this a lot last year. It's, we come over here with certain things to sacrifice, obviously family, being away from family and money and stuff like that. But, I think, and this is probably for most actors in general, it's the things that have to remain within ourselves are your peace of mind, your sense of self, Mm -hmm. and your joy for life. Because if you're in pursuit of your dream, but you're offloading those three things, it's not worth it. Or redefine it so Mm -hmm. that you keep those things. Mm -hmm. Because I'd always, you know, through expectation and time frames, I would always forego the key things that made me me in yeah. pursuit of what I was doing so then I would go well hang on what's the point in walking to, into this room if I'm in a headspace that's completely not going to facilitate me performing well like it, it's so counterintuitive mm. get yourself right have a balance of life right don't you know sacrifice your joy and your love and going out to do things and you know what I mean just living well, it's also like the seduction of Hollywood a little for sure. You come from somewhere and you're like, oh my God, it's Hollywood. It's like For a big... sure. And at the start, you feel like, you know, if you're going to travel land. halfway across, the, across yeah. the world, you know, what are you doing going out? What are yeah. you doing this? You know, surely there should be something. Do you know what I mean? So I had kind of curated this semi-eight-hour structure of just complete immersion and study and learning and this and that for a couple of years and just kind of stripped the joy away a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember Christian finally made the move over. <clears throat> I was like so stoked to see him and hang out with him again. And I just didn't see him for the first three months. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm in class, I'm reading, meditating. I'm like, but 
what are you like living? What, what, how, yeah, are you living? Life. Yeah, are you yeah. living yeah. life? Are you yeah. investing in to your life so you can give back into your uh, act? Correct. Yeah, because back so, home yeah. it didn't even feel like that. Because Jay and I grew up dancing together. Mm. You know, a, we went from soccer into the industry, and then we started dancing, doing hip hop back in Sydney, and we were working on productions back in back home but it never felt like we were chasing anything it was just part of the life right we'd go to set then we'd go to dance class and then you know we'd, we'd go out and Wednesday night and we'd you know have a dance competition in one of the bars and stuff like that you know it was it was just balanced and it balanced. felt organic well, and it didn't feel pushed you know what I mean but you also that's, that's the problem with Hollywood Hollywood is so myopic and it's just this industry in a way you know obviously it's not but there but it is when you come from some other place it's not it's not Hollywood it's not all about writers and directors and producers and making things and the machinery of the business you know what I mean I mean obviously there's so many other things in LA but when you think about it do we experience those things it's not like New York or London you know what I mean it's LA is a, a very specific animal to the industry you know and so it's easy to get caught up or obsessed with that mm-hmm. and yeah. then you lose the balance of I feel fortunate to have lived and be born in Australia and then come and experience it. For sure. You know what I mean? To be able to have that outside perspective to be able to kind of go, okay. Because you feel it when you go back to the beach in Oz, you just take a big deep breath and you go, oh, hang on. There's more important things to life than obsessing about this one thing that you want to achieve, as critical as it is. But I think, you know, it comes back to why we're still here. There's something in the storytelling and you know the actual performing and telling story that is worth more than all the sacrifices combined I think well also I love like like last night's class you know like sometimes I have these moments of it feels so like 1970s to me in a way or like when I look at photos of like you know like old actors group photos of like you know not necessarily even the method but like um, 1950s oh that Actor studio? Yeah, the actor studio. Thank you. Like, you know, like when I watch people in class and everybody's just really into it Mm. and learning Mm. or like that work is so intense and beautiful. It's a very exciting thing to be around artists who are interested in like... Oh, you need that balance. How often do you have conversations where there's, it's such, not only is it fickle industry here, but so many people here are here for the wrong reasons. Oh, it's so weird. And That's the thing about LA. They're you rewarded think, for it yeah, too. Yeah. That's the crap. People yeah, just don't yeah, give yeah. a crap about the work yeah. or the industry, yeah, yeah, yeah. or don't do any prep, and they're like, job, job, job. Yeah. And you're like, okay, we're surrounded by people who are actually caring about this work. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, who really want to be artists. I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then there's the sort of the vapid fame aspect of this culture here. Yeah. So, Ty, what about for you? What was the high? Oh, highs. I mean, from a from a. Um, work standpoint um, definitely the the shows that you know those thousands of no's that you get and there are thousands yeah. um, you get those yes calls and they're the they're the greatest yes. feeling on the earth like um, it's like that little reward for the amount of no's and the amount of prep and hours you put in um, for um, Vampire Diaries and then The Flash um, and I did a film here um, a, a year and a half ago as well um, and back home too you know stuff back home that comes your way and you're like yes I would just want to get back and be working you just want to yeah. be creative again mm-hmm. um, personally as well obviously my girls you know yeah. meeting Jordan and Georgia and, and having my little girl here in the States as well she was born two and a half years ago that's just changed so is she naturally an American citizen or no? yes I mean yeah. technically yes although Trump yeah. has tried to overturn that 
Well, she was born here. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, so, in Georgia. Yeah. But yeah. she's now got dual citizenship for both, Australia. Yeah. Okay, wow. So now okay. she can get free college, free healthcare, yeah. wow. everything. So she's kind of got like the golden ticket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dual citizenship. Yeah, we're going to be like, hey, you should go to Australia to learn and <laughs> That's have right. healthcare and, you know, they eat the right food. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so those things have been, and just the friendships too that, that I've yeah. That I've gone with these boys as well. The bromance. Yeah. That's why you're here. That's it, yeah. And and little breakthroughs with certain casting directors or class. Yeah. Or, you know, the growth that you have here is so rapid, which is why it's cutthroat. It's why, you know, most of the people that we know have sort of peeled off and gone home or mm. taken other avenues because mm-hmm. it's so cutthroat. But your growth is so condensed because you're under so much pressure and there's so much at stake. Mm. Um, but that's... Oh, and I was just going to say, that's also where the low would come from. Um, the massive amount of projections, the amount of being so close to things and it falling away that would change your life. Um, like Christian said, keeping your head straight. Yeah. Um, it's, it's 10 times more difficult here than it is back home, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's you're not if you're in it for the right reasons, you can keep your head yeah, straight. Yeah, you weather it. Right. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's it right. because there's no other choice you're no, not going right. oh, I might just finish up being creative yeah. you know and get yeah, back yeah. home it's yeah. like, that's not a choice no, for me right. um, but that's why I relish the opportunity to be able to have stuff that comes up back home and it's the right creative choice I love being able to go back home work get centred again and then come back here yeah yeah. John how about for you? Uh, high point uh, I guess uh, for work-wise, would probably be um, sort of doing the first series as a lead, and, and sort of I remember the moment the we'd already seen the first episode, and uh, I intentionally didn't hold anything for the premiere. I was sort of like I was so nervous because I mean, as actors, we're insecure at every phase, of, yeah. whether it's a callback, <laughs> a producer session, then then you do the pilot, then you're nervous if the part's going to get picked up, yeah, then, of then you're hoping you get a good time slot, then you. So uh, I remember just sort of ignoring it and just, um, I think I went down to Santa Monica for the evening just by myself and um, the next day I got a text and they got the early numbers in and um, our executive producer had said we'd broken the record that year for cable series debut. So oh, I was wow. like, so I, I was awesome. super, I remember thinking, it was a, it was a slight. Wait, what show was that? It was, that was the librarian okay, of TNT, yeah. Okay. And, and that was a bit of a slight validation of like, whew, like you worked really hard, you wonder yeah. if anyone's going to see it. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then, to know that uh, millions of people tuned in was like a, I remember just having sort of this nice sort of moment to myself where I was like, I'll never forget this feeling. And um, that was uh, sort of like, it sort of brought me to my low, which was just a year earlier. Yeah, I'd sort of hit, I'd almost hit the point where a lot of Aussie, London, uh, sorry, British or South African or wherever you're from actors hit where I had hit, I had hit a pretty substantial debt by, from living here for a couple of months and um, my last option, I remember just Googling like cheapest hotel uh, or cheapest like motel, whatever I could find in uh, Hollywood, Hollywood and Highland, there's a hostel and I'm not at all advocating for them. It's a terrible place. It's, uh, I'm not doing a commercial for them. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Is it the Bates Motel? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
No, I remember going there because I'd sort of whittled down to my last few, oh, few bucks and Jeez. I was eating two-minute noodles nonstop because they're, you know, 35 cents a packet or something. And, and you uh, stayed at this hostel? I stayed there. Whoa. I remember checking in. It was uh, six bunk beds in the same room. Oh, and, my God. Um, I didn't know this. Yeah, there's one guy there just sort of in the corner, like, blackened feet, like, and so he didn't have any shoes and he was sort of scratching his arms a lot. And I remember... Uh, I'm I'm 20 at Whoa. this point, so I'm I'm freaking out. I slept with my backpack on in like reverse, and like because I thought maybe he'd like you know yeah. you know and you know he could have been the greatest guy ever. I'm sorry if uh, this is if you're listening to this, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he too was an actor. He just booked a gig. <laughs> He's fine. Now. Yeah. Um, but I remember I just couldn't sleep and I remember thinking that dreaded feeling which I think every actor hits at some point which was that what am I going to do which was this and that was I think roughly 12 to 13 months before that, that I got the news about the debut so um, it, it's crazy how things can shift um, and I, I think for all of us uh, our highs and lows will always I mean I think they'll, they'll change depending on the day too but um, yeah I mean like <laughs> It's just one of those things, uh, as a group collectively, it's so nice to have a community because if I think back to when I first met these guys, we would be so happy to be in the positions that we're in now as opposed to a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. but we don't see it at the moment because we're, we're in it. Right. So yeah, it, no, for sure. it's one of those things where um, we're, we're all still in the game and that's not just half the battle, that's staying in the game is the entire battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. It's, you have to just sort of remain impervious to like, the highs and lows in a way. You know what I mean? It's not easy to do that, but you just keep, like, and you just keep forging forward. This also sort of speaks to the resilience of, I think, artists. Human beings, for sure, anyway. But, like, right? Like, you're, like, in a hostel, you're, like, you can only afford ramen noodles, and it seems really (laughs) bleak. And even then, the idea of getting a show that took 13 months later to happen, but somehow you still just kept putting one foot in front of the other, and then eventually, you know... It seems like now when you look back, oh, and then overnight it changed, but it's still, it's like the whole thing about the overnight success. There is no such thing. You know what I mean? I saw Rami Malek, Rami Malek in a movie, uh, my boyfriend and I were watching. I never saw The Master. And I saw The Master and he had, you know, that was from like 2010 and he had like a tiny role. But I was like, oh, okay. He's been kicking around for a long time, even yeah. before his series. You know what I mean? It's like... Well, same with Chris um, Hemsworth, I remember. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. It's, like, it's always... His was a little shorter than most, um, now that he's, he's doing okay now, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> he's fine. But he did, like, three years. And I remember that my flatmate that I was living with, I took his room over in Sydney when I was doing Home and Away. Chris moved out, and then I was in shortly after with our, our mate Mark Furs there. And he remembers speaking to him on the phone. He was like, I'm, I'm, I'm done here psychologically, but I'm going to stay on. I need to prove a point. Like this, I can't give this up. Uh-huh. And he ended up breaking through. But it was two or three years. You know, uh-huh. it's a long time. Yeah. Nobody credits Chris or Rami for those years. Yeah. Uh, literally, uh, I'll t- so the first actor that I ever shook hands with and met on a set was Rami Malek. Oh, really? And wow. That was wow. weird that I brought that up. 2000 and. Yeah. Eight. Yeah, oh, I, he, okay. Even I, before. Yeah, right. he, I think he'd come down to do the Pacific for Spielberg and Hanks, and oh, yeah. I had the smallest scene. They were okay. filming it like forty-five minutes from the front door of my house, and 
I remember meeting. I was like, hey, good to meet you. And just sort of throughout the years. Did you know who he was at the time? You just knew he was this actor in this movie. It, it, like, yeah. uh, we weren't. I, had one, I was there for two days, so I knew him as Rami right. that I worked with. That was sort of the extent <laughs> of our relationship. But I remember then watching, like, Night at the Museum and The Master and then all these. And, and it was sort of. Now he's Freddie Mercury. Right, yeah. But. In a weird way, I think all of us have little uh, stories about actors that we've crossed paths with, and then each individually we've kept sort of tabs on just seeing how far they've gone, and, you know, we'll go to a movie and see it. You know, oh, hey, there's a guy that I did, you know, this thing with. So mm-hmm. it's one of those, yeah, I'm, I remember he won the Emmy for Mr. Robot and then now the Oscar, and, um, yeah, a lot of people, when I tell them, I was like, yeah, I met him 10 years ago, a lot of them are like, oh, uh, was he even acting yeah. 10 years yeah, ago? And it's yeah. like, yeah, he actually was, but... Um, they don't. They don't see ninety nine percent of the hard work that yeah. you do as an artist. They see yeah. the one percent that's put on display and well lit, and, and that's what you get <laughs> judged yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's really true. But Jordan, tell us what about you. Um, high point. I mean, my high point was sort of a low point in a weird way. <laughs> what? That's right. It was kind of both. It was it was Ladybird. It was going to SAG Awards. Oh, that's right. Okay, we you were in that. Yeah, we were nominated for best ensemble. And, you know, just being on the red carpet and being surrounded by all these great actors and actresses that I looked up to and inspired me getting here in the first place. And just being in that world was very bizarre. Mm -hmm. But I also think the low point for me was actually just not feeling like I deserved it. Like I wasn't worthy to be here. And I think that was just with where my mental state was at that time uh-huh. just not feeling like I deserved it wow yeah just because you didn't feel like you had whatever was going on personally but also like you know I think actors sometimes I think I, I rebuted this claim uh, a few weeks ago about the imposter syndrome right like somebody made that term up and now everybody uses it and they they feel like they're fraudulent if they break through and and or you know their judgment of themselves isn't really it's out of alignment with what the truth of like it doesn't matter like somebody can go in for an audition for the first time and book a job and they're not they haven't been working forever who cares it doesn't matter like that doesn't make you an imposter just because you've broken through in some tremendous way you know what I mean yeah so I don't know if there was some of that like you were working with a lot of well-known working famous actors and you're like it stems from set you know being with Greta Saoirse all these really uh seasoned established actors and just and everybody was having such a great time together they all had like a couple of weeks to rehearse together and then I was just sort of thrown into that mix and luckily my character was a bit of an outsider to the the storyline but um, yeah it was just not feeling like part of the ensemble or part of uh, and being uh, on their level in, Uh in, in a sense um, and I, I think that's just what kind of made me shell up a little bit and I don't know I think it yeah it, it was weird it was a dark time well it's, again <laughs> I think it's interesting because I think actors but maybe all aspects of, of being human uh, there's a correlation but like I think actors especially again they feel like I've had a lot of people like you know I've never really studied before or whatever and they feel shame about it like that they should be they should be graduated from Juilliard or Rada or like Nida or whatever and I'm like well it doesn't matter like that was that person's path yeah. like, there's no 
it's, you're not devalued just because, but there, that, that is a very interesting phenomenon. I had it too when I was, when I, <clears throat> when I broke through with my teacher in New York and I was like, you're, I was like 25 or whatever. And I really started, it was, it was even before I started to get work because prior to meeting her and learning how to work this way, I was, I was a terrible actor. And then I was like, everything started shifting. But then I went to her and I was like, you know, I feel so like I get it now, but should I apply to Juilliard? Mm. And she's like, what the hell? No, like why? You know what I mean? Because there's that, that stigma Mm. of we're better if we go to grad school or we have the diploma or we have the degree. What's the degree of life? You know, you're living your own life. Exactly. But I want to ask another question about, because I love this because I mentioned it because I read an article or watched that interview with Greta Gerwig. There was a round table, uh, for Lady Bird mm-hmm. and I don't know if this happened for you in your callbacks but it, it speaks to again the philosophy at the school and the ethos and I love that filmmakers especially sort of subscribe to the way that we, we teach and work at AMAW but she was saying how she had been trained in a very uh, the studied way of doing acting which is she, she mentioned it Studio City she's like I would go away and memorize my scenes with you know with my my roommate or my uh, classmate in Studio City then we'd come up and put up the prepared piece and we'd perform it and she's like for her callbacks for Lady Bird she was throwing people's sides in the moment and making them go out and then come back in just like we do in class and work with paper in hand and she talked about the whole goal was to get people to stop acting and performing and instead deal with this beautiful weird not knowing and then she said directorially for her, she would have so many ideas based on that kind of freedom. But I don't know if your, your experience is like that, but she does talk about, like, for a lot of roles, she did that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I just did one casting with Allison Jones, uh-huh, and they okay. called me back, and I was in the room with Greta, um, and I just did the scene, and they gave me some notes, and I did it again, and I'll see you later. And then maybe... A month after they said I got it. Okay, wow. So it was wow. very That's like a long time. Yeah, it was a long time. Yeah. I thought I, you know, I forgot you about forget it. Forget about it, like I always do. Yeah, that would be dream scenario though to be able to go to auditions and get pages in hand and then go for it. Yeah, I would love that. Having, yeah. having trained, having trained, you know, with you at AMAW, once you start harnessing that skill, oh. that becomes where you that becomes where your fire comes from yeah, yeah. the less you can get your hands on it the, the more freedom you that comes onto the page the yeah. more of your instincts fire because the, the longer we have it you have that tendency you, you to just to like you say you start it. to overthink yeah, it yeah, control yeah. it yeah yeah plan that's what she was manipulate. that's what a lot of directors talk about right yeah and that's also why nowadays there's so many people that do improvs so let's just improv it let's just mm. put it in your own words and, mm. then, and they may just do that as a warm up or whatever mm. but like it does kind of speak to the science of like how do we get more available and not let well you know I mean John you're working on a a show like a show also has a machinery that you have to follow you know what I mean I just coached this girl yesterday who's um, pretty well known and she's on two shows and and they're comedies and she was saying and maybe mentioned it last night in class but you know she gets kind of riled up about the people that she works with sometimes on TV TV especially have a very set way of wanting to do it and needing to do it. And if you work out of their sort of comfort zone, they freak out. And she's like, she understands it because there is a, you know, a flow or that's another kind of a form of acting, right? Yeah. Like you just, you want to pick up the water on that same line every time, not to throw any, but, but, but she's like, but it's also inhibiting. 
Yeah. And she just wants to try it in a different way. And then her co-star will be like, and the take before, you didn't do that. And now you're moving your hair. And can we just go back <laughs> to the first way? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's because it's we get, it's funny as artists, we get caught up in the specificities of certain lines or, or parts or reactions that we're like, I'm going to do that. And that's what's going to happen. And so what I learned at AMIW was basically to, if the ship starts veering to not start panicking and trying to get it back to course is to actually kind of trust that whichever direction it's going, that you'll be comfortable. And, uh, definitely for something like NCIS LA, there's calculation. It's yeah. almost math. There's yeah, like, it's a skill know, set. Yeah. yeah. The, the tech guy says something, the detective says something and then LL Cool J, oh, he goes by Todd, but he said something really cool at the end. That's funny. And then you're onto the next scene. And that was one of those things where I was like, that's the part where you're like, Oh, like this show has its formula. They've found their rhythm. It works. So the worst thing to do is then to come in and try and be Fuck this. It up. Yeah, yes. like I'm gonna give Who's it a war. John? Yeah, yeah, like I'm gonna this, <laughs> Who's this, this asshole. These three lines, That's they're gonna hilarious. be I'm gonna milk everything. <laughs> you know. Um, so it, it's it's about finding a place as far as those established worlds. But um, yeah, so much of what we do is knowing the project. I think when we go into audition for something, I think before now I didn't used to do it, but now before every audition, I'll just say, so what's in terms of pace and tone, what are they what going are they for? Yeah, and yeah. that. To have everything prepared in the way, um, I guess, in, in the Mendel style of just like, okay, whatever it is, that's what it is, and that's what we're going to go with. Um, they, I think now, there's been so many times where I've auditioned for a show in the years past, and I've seen it come out, and I was like, wow, like, that was, I was trying to do, like, HBO stillness acting, and I'm watching it now, and it's Ooh. this high energetic, like, thing going on, and mm. so I think knowing the tone as actors is super valuable, and now we're... Uh, so something on like NCIS, I'm basically like just trying to do my part that fits in and, that's right. and, and that's enough. And I trust that that's enough. Yeah. And then, um, I guess for something like Ladybird, you have a bit more freedom, but I do remember when you were on it, uh, the biggest thing about Jordan is he's super humble in every yes. regard of the word. Yeah. And, uh, I remember he just, you just got back from, you know, Sundance and I was like, Hey, how was it? You know, give us the debrief, give us the big report. And I remember just Jordan just being like. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> so you. <laughs> Just, yeah, fun well, how? It's <laughs> like, Toronto Film Festival. That's what it was. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, and I just had no words to describe it, but it just—it was the best thing that I think that was one of the best things to experience um, to be in that world, and it just—it just inspired me so much to just be like, I can. I can be here. I of can course. actually create yeah. Yeah. something of my own. Yeah. I could write something. I could, yeah. you know, it just, it just gave me so much inspiration. Um, it makes it accessible. Yeah. No, that's right. word I use. Doable. You come here and you're like, it's this oh, it's big fantasy land. No, and then right. when our mates are in their shows and they're just, oh, what time? I'm going to go on a date tomorrow. Just right. normal, casual. It's, it's, I, we talk about this all the time too, mm. Christian. The, the audition process is literally like you're in a different planet and a different career. It's got nothing to do with the work on set, mm-hmm. which right. is the unfortunate thing yeah. because the audition itself, I have never done what I do in the audition that I do on set. Right. The performance style and everything right. is completely different. Changed, yeah. It's so strange. So to get through that audition process and once you land something, then you get your flow. Hmm. It's just getting through that early audition stage process. It can be really kind of debilitating. Well, sense. it's also just like, I mean, I think it's just a weird animal of, it doesn't... Uh, it, it just doesn't produce the best possible acting yeah. for the actor. It's just not possible. It. It's like a two by four room, and like yeah. you know, it's like it's just weird. It's just the whole thing is weird, and you just 
it, I don't think any actor ever feels like they're doing their what was that? They're doing their best work in the the room. No. But it's also like again, I think that they're just trying to get a read on does his essence and his look match what they're kind of going for. Mm -hmm. But you know, I think John, I don't know about on your show, but like the other thing that I always find interesting and liberating and you realize that you can do is that so many actors who are on sets and they go to set and they're like nobody knows what they're doing. Ain't nobody knows what they're doing. And yeah. these are high-functioning sets. And everybody... Now, obviously, that show's been on forever, so they have a, a machinery of, like... Uh, right? But, like, there's also this sense of, like... I don't know, but I'll find out. I'm not quite sure, but, you know, you ask a question. And, like, yeah. everybody's just figuring things out. Certainly for movies that are, like, the origination of a movie. So if Steven Spielberg is getting ready to do a movie... Even that has a level of like people figuring it out together. Mm-hmm. And that's exciting because you're like, okay, I don't have to have all the answers. I don't have mm-hmm. to like, I just have to know my material, and remember my lines, and just then go in and play. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very human. Yeah. yeah, and I also think it takes a lot of the, it's like what you just said. Like if you did something wrong, you would know. Mm-hmm. Like especially on a series, you know what I mean? They would come up to you and be like, you better not keep doing that. You're going to yeah. get fired. You would know. If you're doing something wrong, you're going to be talked about. Yeah. by the director or talked to by the director if it doesn't change you'll get a call and you're fired yeah. but if they don't say anything that means they're just really okay you're one less problem yeah. yeah I think that was my biggest problem on any set I've been on it's like oh they didn't say I did a good job validation yeah. not yeah. me doing a good job and then I just I come home from a day on set and I'm just like I think I I fucked the whole thing up. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's true. Yeah. What is it? Who's Helene, Helene Bonham Carter's mm. husband? Um, 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 uh, uh, um, Tim. Uh, Tim Burton. Yeah. It was fu- so funny because she she has this. She was being interviewed, and she I don't remember what movie she was working. I think they've done other things since then, but she had this experience with them because they're husband and wife. Where afterwards, so I think film directors might be a little bit different. Again, the machinery of the TV show is like they don't have time, and they've already hired you, which is already like you know, applause enough that you're probably doing a good job. But, like, Tim Burton would go up to all the other stars and be like, oh, God, that was so great. You did so amazing. Amy Adams. And, oh, my God, Meryl, you're so great. And then he wouldn't say anything to his wife. You know what I mean? Because they just, t- I think he probably took for granted that she knows that dynamic. And she finally went up to him and said, if you don't start complimenting me and giving me the praise like you're giving all these other stars, I'm walking. I just love it, right? You do need that validation all the time. I know. So I think it's like you would hear if you were doing something wrong. Mm, You know what I mean? And it's a good reminder to not take all the micro steps personally, particularly, and you talk about that all the time in the audition process. There's a massive machine going on, and everyone's employed to do their job, to put food on their table for their families. And, you know, people don't know. People are confused all the time. And if you're going to take every minuscule thing personally, and it plays, I mean, you mentioned the confirmation bias last night. You know, guard your thoughts because yeah. if, you know, depending on how you take one or two, you know, experiences in a room, you know, that's you'll, right. you'll it keep them. Yeah, yeah, it can or devastate you. You can you keep on that, you can stay on that wheel for a while. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? It's Yeah, confirmation bias for the listeners is just like when you see evidence in your life of the, of the sort of storyline that you're telling yourself. So, like, you keep calling this guy and he never calls you back and then you're like, well, see, I'm never going to, you know, have a date or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or you keep going to auditions and you keep getting, 
you know, the nose and you're like, see, I guess I, I'm missing something or I'm not talented, but that's not true. That's based on a false narrative. Right. Mm. But you know, this also speaks to a little bit like, uh, it's so hard for me because I, I see the stories in my mind, but I try not to reveal the actors, but <laughs> there was an actor who was working on a very famous movie and this person was saying how also you have to learn to be director proof in a way, which is in this case, this director is really well known and is notorious for sort of, how shall I say, not being kind, especially to women. And so this person was just saying, you have to learn how to do your work in when everything around you is sort of conspiring to not allow you to do your best work. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's worst case scenarios, but it does happen. You never know. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes people, sometimes people get hired on jobs and the director doesn't necessarily have the say. And they didn't really want you to be... They wanted somebody else to get the job, but they had to answer to the network, and the network said yes. Actually, this just kind of happened to a student of mine that I found out. She was the number one choice for a show with the director attached. And then the director had to drop out, and then they went all the way back to network test because the network did not want her. Uh, But he was fighting for her, and he was so... I guess, again, I'm just speaking all these stories because it's just actors don't realize there's so many things at play yeah. that have nothing to do with your work. Yeah, you take you it know? so personally, too. Mm-hmm. I know, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. I sucked. And yeah. you were probably amazing. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or the opposite, you do amazing. And you're like, I've got to get this one. And then they, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you watch the guy that they pick and you're like, I'll just quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if well, he's wait, better. <laughs> that's good. I think I've ever talked about that before. So have you guys ever, well, of course, because you guys are all working and you've gone out for things, but have you seen the end product of something that you were up for, you really wanted, and then you oh, saw? I do okay. it for Christian. Because we yeah. live together. I'm like, and this the- is the guy they cast, bro. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> Who cast this? Because yeah, he's gone for every role between... Yes. 12 and 40. Yes, of course. That's Because <laughs> there's so many roles in that tw- mid-20s. But does but... that help you when you see it? And you're like, oh, okay, they went, it you know, helps. darker look or not blonde. On a, or... Yeah, not on a purely compar- like comparable way with regards to the performance. Uh-huh. Because everyone's going to bring their own thing. Yes. Right? But it really does help. The moment you see it, you know, you can take, depending on how you're relationship to yourself is yes. you, know, you can take it and go oh okay I understand I, that. I understand that they yeah. went a different it's just a different direction, direction. it's yeah. not that's what they say that's what they just say they're going, you're calling you're like did I get it and they're like actually sorry it's like they're going in a different direction I mean sure yeah, sometimes you can you know I mean everyone it's, everyone's so incredible at what they do and there's so many layers from casting to producers you know you've got some of the most incredible creatives on the planet in this place and you know sometimes you do go ooh maybe the performance element wasn't the priority in regards to casting this. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. A lot. In, and that could be just purely in faith. I'm sure they'll pull it off on the day. They yes. are the look. Yes. Then maybe they don't, you know, yes. or there's other variables that, you know, I wonder well, your opinion on that, but it seems that perhaps there may be other variables that are leading the charge at the moment. Yeah. Um, with, re- you know, with regards to, you know, certain things. And that's, that's fine. That's just the way it's going to go. You know, you're, so, you can't... you're so Buddha how you address that. I would be... <laughs> <laughs> I'd be more like Todd. God damn it. That's why I fought for him. I'm, I'm, the, yeah. I'm the other end. Well, I mean, yeah. Because like... I've, you know, yeah. I'm very fortunate enough to have been testing for a few projects in the last few years considerably. And there comes a point where you just get, you beat yourself down to the, down to the ground of, 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 of um, disappointment there comes yeah. a point where you go hang on you can't keep this up this is no. not working That's you need it. to find a way to restructure your thoughts yeah. to get back on it yeah. and the last time I did it it was purely 
you know, the way you talk about it and the way um, you illustrate Brian Cranston talks about it. It's, let me be a conduit for this and let me just use what I have to be of insight to these people, whether it means me or whether it means definitely not me in a different direction. Right. And it just takes the pressure off and then you can have fun. Yeah. Mm. And you can really Brian's, Brian's advice, like Christian said, I've watched that all the time. I love it. If you Google it, Brian's at Cranston's advice for acting. Yeah. <laughs> Two minutes. Yeah, that's right. And it's amazing. And I, I always try to instill it. And I have this policy when we shoot stuff, I come home and I throw my sides out. I don't want to see the project again. And that way it helps you kind of forget oh, about good. it and not, not be like, oh, they're those sides that I didn't get. And there's the other <laughs> thousand sides I didn't get. Yeah, Can yeah. I tell you guys a depressing story when I first started in New York? This is so weird. It's just coming to me now. I've forgotten about it. I've been telling more acting stories because I have some fucking funny yeah, ass great. stories. <laughs> I know I'm using class. Yes. They're really, I did some crazy things, you guys. This is why I think I'm good at teaching because I'm like, don't ever do that. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> I won't share those stories right now. But I remember I had a journal. This is how, like, this also speaks to the listeners of how far you can come. I'm not saying I got all my shit together, but I've really kind of changed, I think. I was such a negative, like, Nancy because I would have this little diary and I'd write down all the auditions I went on and then, nope. Rejected. Oh, didn't get it. Call back. Didn't get that one. Now this is why I'm still in therapy. <laughs> no, because wow. it's a sort of like was like a self worth thing. That was again the confirmation bias. I didn't even know that word when I was in my twenties, yeah. right? But mm-hmm. like because of my own self hate and my own not being okay with this young gay man still, and like mm-hmm. oh see why why would they hire this gay man? Like I'm talentless. I suck. So is that crazy? For us being here with the delicacy of the mind that, like all the boys have talked about, if you did that, you'd be you'd last Dun- twelve months. No, I know Dun- it's yeah, totally yeah. devastating. Yeah, you know what and I mean? it's yeah, it, you know, you do it for the right reason. But I think where we can get really caught up on is if the pursuit of your dream is complete is tied in with validation yeah, your from the external world yes. to then forget it no, yeah. for sure. it is You're not worth it go yeah. home figure out how to get get yourself in check first yeah. and no, then come sure. back yeah. you know what I mean which we're, we were all there at some point oh, and like, we speak, that is that's coming of, from experience that's not coming from a book mm. you know that's true but that's yes. also the sort of the vagaries of the business because you know we are in a business in which you're wanting to have your work validated and seen and and sometimes it's not and you have to try to negotiate around that feeling and mm. that will happen that just that's part of it but you have to like self-care is really important mm. yeah. yeah i i constantly would flip between I just absolutely own that room. They love me. I'm the greatest actor to ever walk the planet. So like 20 minutes later, like manager going, yeah, they said you weren't one of the strongest readers. And you're just like, I am the worst actor. (laughs) I should quit now. Pack my stuff. My God. Yes. Yes. Highs and lows. <laughs> the podcast can change based on what day. That's so true. I will wake That's up right. and I'm like, I'm moving home. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next day, you're super inspired. So but this is yeah. the last point, and then I'll do my speed round. We'll be done. You guys have been really great and inspiring. But like, this is why I also think class and a community, like, you know, of course, I just love our school so much. But it can even be a theater company or a writing group or a bridge club. It doesn't matter. But when you walk out of something, even if you failed at bridge, like my mom wins the booby prize sometimes. <laughs> but I think she loves the community, and she walks out. I think inspired. So even if you guys have had a rough class, and what does that mean? It just means like, ah, oh, damn it, that really sucked. But you don't. It's it's because there's learning embedded in it. You're still inspired, or, or you see other people struggle, but you don't. 
you're like, oh, that's just part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that keeps us, I think, alive to the artistry of like, oh, this is all, it's all process. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, boys, let me do the speed round. I love my speed round questions. Really okay. First one, it's okay. Jordan, I'll start with you. <laughs> <laughs> These are the easy ones. They get harder as we go. If you weren't an actor, what would you be? Um, an architect? A builder oh, or something? Okay. Something still mm. creative. But, uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. There's a lot of out of work actors who are carpenters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next door, we hear a lot of hammering. That maybe. <laughs> Todd, what about for you? Whoa. Um, I wanted to do some kind of maybe um, police force. I um, can see yeah, that. Some kind yeah. of unit that serves people. Do you go out for casting security, like casting yeah. and policemen and stuff? Like All the time, oh, okay, military stuff yeah. and everything. Um, okay. Yeah, maybe that kind of. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. SWAT team. Like, honestly, I'd take that. See? Yeah. Because <laughs> I love the physical element, but the discipline Hilarious. as well, but also yes. the brotherhood. Yeah. I, I, one of my best mates growing up, he was in the military and he served overseas, and he's like, the brotherhood is, is like nothing yeah, you will ever thing. experience yeah, in yeah, life. Yeah. So that kind of brotherhood sort of attracts me to that sort of... And every day is different. Yeah. I think that's a big thing for me. The monotony of the same routine. Yeah. Would, would kill you a yeah, yeah whereas those guys every day is different yeah, yeah. on your toes uh-huh. yeah. John what about you mm. uh, I, I dropped out of law school so I'd oh, probably be a law school dropout okay. uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, wouldn't go back and finish I know uh, that much like <laughs> um, but yeah if not acting um, yeah something where maybe just sort of to be maybe a teacher something to be around a bunch of kids and I, I love people's energy so just to be around a bunch of people um Lifts me higher for the day, yeah. Cool. Mm. Okay, Christian? Um, well, my initial pursuit as a teen was soccer, and it was, you know... Some, Footy? Some, no, well, that's yeah, football. Uh, no, 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 soccer. Actually, real soccer. Yeah, real soccer. Okay, got it. <laughs> um, and I was on that kind of semi-professional route anyway oh. until maybe 16 when I branched into dancing. But it was an interesting... I had the opportunity to kind of take that to the next level, but I always tell the story as a... You know, because only because it relates... People can relate to it. When it came to the big trials for the state team I would stand I was a left wing and I would stand behind the defender because I was petrified of making a mistake Whoa. so I didn't want to get the ball because I didn't want to risk making an error and screwing up so when it came to selection process what about Christian they went ah uh, yeah I didn't really remember them you know I didn't remember him so I wasn't I was not memorable, memorable because I didn't do anything bad but I didn't do anything good mm. so that kind of cut me um, and that was a good lesson for me but that or building I mean you know we grew Jay and I grew up on stage dancing and singing anyway and that's always been you know connecting with a crowd live is so intoxicating and such a beautiful process yeah Um, but yeah I would say soccer is the primary one okay interesting I'm not sure why I said architect but I would be a musician you'd be a musician musician. musician. you You still will be one day I reckon thinking outside of performing that's coming I reckon you'll music still that's true that's same with me with baseball because after I said that I was like no I would have just done baseball because I played baseball my whole life Mm -hmm. but then you think oh well that's kind of like next level to be like major league baseball but I probably would have pursued that you would all start your own like private basketball league (laughs) (laughs) you wouldn't get paid for it okay what's your favourite film of like I always say all time but that's insane like just what's your favourite film of uh, a film Good Will Hunting Good Will Hunting John Aviator oh Oh, that movie I I wouldn't have thought of that one surprise surprise I'd say Goodfellas (laughs) (laughs) Goodfellas Jordan Um, I'm not sure her Oh, okay. oh, good. She's a little out, outside the box. Good. Yeah, yeah. What's one thing you can't do without John? My mother. 
Oh, what a softy. <laughs> oh, well, I'll stay on that, my girls. Oh, for sure. Christian. Yeah, my family. Jordan. Boys. Uh, look at these Aussies. Now you better say that or everybody's going to be like. I'm going to say guitar, man. Yeah, guitar, yeah. Your mum will call you after Okay, Jordan, who's your celebrity crush? Oh, wow. It could be male or female, doesn't matter. Jordan. Uh, who? <laughs> oh, John. Okay. John is crushable. I get that. Todd. Oh, without a doubt, hands down since the day I've been born, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. Christian. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. I'll pop Tom, Tom Hardy in there. I knew somebody was yeah. going to say Tom Hardy. Yeah. yeah. Is he Aussie? No, he's no. British. He's British. That's right. We'll take you. John. Uh, up until the last 10 seconds, it was Joaquin, but now it's, uh, oh, he's now it's Jordan Rodriguez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never think about these questions. Like, I never go, oh, that's my favorite actor. No, I know. They're a little silly, but okay. Uh, last couple ones. How, how would you describe acting in one word? Christian. We did that this morning. Um... Well, then you should know it. If I was it. to do it in, like, I would parallel One it word. to Zen. This is already seven words. Water. Got it. Jordan. Expression. <laughs> Todd. Paradise. Ooh. Beat that, John. Anything. Whoa, I think. Ding, that, ding, 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 ding. Delete his. John is going to win the prize. You get a free Starbucks, John. <laughs> For doing my podcast. That's the budget. You can hear the buzz saws next door and the hammering. Like, okay, a couple more. What's something you've learned at AMAW? Something that you've learned from the school and our studies there? Uh, Todd? Oh, it's easy. Trusting my instinct tenfold and finding power in that. All of my stuff, when I send to my team, if I'm getting them to select something, I'll jumble up the takes. They'll always pick my first ones uh-huh. without a hand. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. The, the, the purest sort of... Performance from me. something. Yes. Whenever I over-prep a scene yes, and go right. into it, oh, I Especially it for you, that's... You know, everybody has their different ways, but, but, but that is true for you because then you overthink and then start to play stuff. That's it. You know, which is what we're calling you in class. John? Yeah. Uh, forgetting about your plan... Uh-huh, now, same thing. Yeah, so sort of, you know, Your having, agenda. as soon as you first read the this, this sides, you're like, this is how I'm going to do it. And yes. and you have that locked in and, and then anything less than that is all of a sudden not good enough is what I used to believe. And now I realize, yeah, it's sort of, that's actually not the case at all. So that, and, and then just even performing, uh, I think I said to Jordan, um, we've had a couple of chemistry reads recently and you're oh, in a cool. room full of like 12, 15 people yeah. and you uh, learn to be in an environment where everybody is there with the common goal of having a good time. And, and so coming into Mandela and doing it every week, it was almost like just looking at new students, these executives and whatevers and producers, you're just like, oh, that's mm. just like, you know. So just being in that environment, I think, helps me more than anything. That's right. Yeah. And also what I'm always saying is like, I've been saying all week, it's just play. It's just fun. There's joy. You Like nobody wants to hire you if you're like, wah, wah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And especially for a chemistry tests. If you're reading with Jen, like you just you just want to see if there's like chemistry. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not brain science. Jordan. Yeah, I would agree with the voice so far. Um, for me a big lesson was just remembering it's about connection mm-hmm. um with your partner. Mm. Um I think when you were doing auditions every week and you're on set even and you know, the camera's on you you start focusing on what you're doing and not actually, mm-hmm. you forget that you have to actually connect with the other actor. Mm-hmm. Um, so remember, yeah, that, that was a great reminder and a, a 
I had a great lesson in that uh, doing the two months I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Christian, uh, I would say surrender, be present, and, and just listen. That's it. Just listen, because mm-hmm. um, if you surrender and listen, then you know naturally all your contriving is gone anyway, and it's just you in the moment, and you just take whatever comes. Mm. You know, and it can go in such incredible ways that you would have never even thought of if you tried to manipulate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we underestimate too just that it is the power of listening, right? Oh. And, and in life, is the power of listening to receive someone and what they're saying or how they're being. And, yeah. But it's hard, right? Because you're cluttered with camera and the direction and the lines and hitting your mark. And there's so many things that work against just the purity of it. But that all of a sudden done, you have to kind of trust. See, these things are all so interconnected, too. Totally. Right? Yeah, that's what's fascinating about it. Yeah. Okay, and then last question. This is a doozy. How do you define love? Todd. Give us a minute. I'm a father now, as I said before. And I thought I knew what love was oh, until yeah. I had my little girl. And there's, there's something that is triggered in you as a man, particularly having a little girl as well. Um, mm. That is so unbelievably unconditional and raw and makes you an absolute mess all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you thought, no, I'm pretty tough. I've got it together. Yeah. You know, I'll be disciplined with her. I'll put, you know, it's like click of her fingers and yeah. you're done. <laughs> um, but it also makes everything more colorful and everything more beautiful in life too. Um, because of you, you find this love that you just didn't even know existed. Mm, so that for me would now be that next level of, of finding that with my girls where, because it, it then changes the love that I have for Jordan too, seeing her right. carry our little girl too. And yeah. you're just like, whoa, this is it. That's my definition. Got it. If that makes sense. What about John? What about you? You don't have a kid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not don't check with don't check Las Vegas social services. <laughs> 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 um, the question: What is love? Yeah, what is love? How do you define love? Um, for me, so uh, I mean, now in my mid twenties, I have been fortunate enough to still be able to be very selfish with my life, and everything that I do has been for better or worse for, for me. You. Mm-hmm. And. Um, uh, obviously I'm on step one of however far this road will go, but I, I, I've recently met somebody who, um, I'm now starting to prioritize in front of myself for the first time. A, a lot of their, whether it's their wins or their losses, uh, it almost feels as though it's a part of me now. And, mm-hmm. and so for me, I think love, you know, it's, it's real. I don't know how deep it goes right now, but I know that it's real because, um, I'm very affected almost in a way that I would have been if it was me. So uh-huh. I think okay. love is, um, it's obviously infinite, but um, it's, uh, it, it almost adheres to the rules of selfishness of how much, because I think how much I was, I mean, sounds bad, how much I loved myself or loved putting myself first, I now, um, the foundations of that are absolutely changing and, and rattling around. And so, um, yeah, I think love is... Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's tricky. Yeah. Jordan. Tough question. Um, I think love is being open to understanding mm-hmm. and yeah, just having an open heart, open mind to 
everybody else's experience that they're going through. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I ask that question every day, and I, that's all I've got right now. <laughs> <laughs> These are all, yes, Christian, last minute. My honest answer is I have absolutely no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like the biggest mystery for me. Mm-hmm. Um, in my attempt to answer it, I would say it's something like seeing that it's like it's our most purest state mm-hmm. without judgment, without thinking. It's who we native like are naturally. And it's seeing that little thing you know if we break it down to how different everyone is at at our core there's that whatever there's that spark there and however you want to define it it's just acknowledging that seeing that and connecting with another person for who they are regardless of all the variables I think um, you know the more I experience love the more I'll be able to put words to it but yeah the real the real answer is I have no idea and that's what keeps me in search, I guess. It's unexplainable. But, you know, these boys experiencing it now is super inspiring and that's kind of something you want to reach for, you know. Well, I always like to end my definition of love. It's mm. just this moment. Right? Mm. <laughs> nice. It is. I, mm. This is when I usually cry and my guests cry. <laughs> but my basketball team here is not crying. <laughs> but let's... we got um, a game to play. Let's, oh, okay. I'm going to play right now. That's fine. We're from Convicts. Uh, so just tell the listeners where they can find you or track you or your show or whatever. So Christian, go ahead. Or social media, whatever. Uh, you can find me at AMAW Studios. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> because if you're not in Masterclass, you're watching Todd in his class. Like, yeah, you well, guys I mean, all watch each other. I love seriously, it. Seriously, it's, it's so addicting to hear your no. small pieces of inspiration every, you know, every few on. nights. Oh, it's, like really a, go on. it's like a little <laughs> shot of adrenaline. I'm telling you, that's, that's, that's why, that's why yeah. so many students come back on nights that they're not... That no, they're not no, performing it's because it's like that's a, it's an extra dose, particularly that, in a foreign land. You you'll grasp for whatever you can yeah. that, that makes you feel at home in your soul, and you know hearing you speak does that to us. Oh, so. Yeah, they, um, they come back though in a way that they don't rely on you uh, as a necessity. No, for sure. Which I found with a lot of the other acting coaches, mm. uh, they would build on your insecurity so that. It was like you had the audition Monday. Oh, I can't get in touch with them on Sunday. Now I'm panicking. Now oh. I can't do my best work. And so that was the greatest thing. I think mm. I would come back and audit. Jordan's been to my class. I've been to his. Yeah. And it's, it's mm. in a way that's like, I've been yours. It was sort of like, uh, because it's actually welcoming in a way that's on your own terms. And, and so that's what I loved about mm. AMAW the most probably. Yeah. Is, is, um, well, thanks, Sean. That's yeah. true. I'm trying to, the gift is you, you all have the gift. It's not the teacher. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like awakening students to their gift I've been thinking lately like I need to start a theater company again I used to have one yes. like when I first started yeah what? it was really Please do it was mind blowing the work we were doing but lately it's just been so inspiring and like I'm like these actors are so great oh like God. it's crazy yeah, right yeah it's really crazy but anyway uh, Christian where else besides AMAW stalker <laughs> oh, I mean, you could mascot he's the AMAW mascot <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could find us on our socials it's just are you going to give everybody socially? socials right now do you know everybody's socials so Christian how do you spell your name just do it I know it's just uh, Christian Antidormi A-N-T-I-D-O-R-M-I great Todd uh, Todd J. Lassance L-A-S-A-N-C-E yes John uh, at John Harlan Kim across the board on socials uh, J-O-H-N-H-A-R-L-A-N-Finelli Kim and and they can also watch you in NCIS right uh, now Los An- yeah, on, on right CBS now. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah okay yeah. awesome um, my social is at it's Jordan J-R 
And then, and Jordan, and your show, uh, when when will that air? On I'm not sure. Um, Probably later this year, in the spring, summer. Yeah, it's, spring. it's it came out last year on, uh, on Halloween. It was oh, like wow. a Halloween show. Oh, okay. Um, but I think it's going to be put back into sort of like wintertime this season, which will be very interesting, but yeah. Only on Hulu. Okay. Well, we can do reruns of Home and Away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I actually need to, I need to do that. I need to do no, a deep, no. a deep dive Google search and <laughs> watch an episode of each of you. Yeah. I did find old photos of Christian and Todd in their Spartacan gear. And I was like, OMG. All right. Thanks, you guys. It was really inspiring. Thanks, 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 boys.